Welcome to CTO Confessions with TC Gill. Brought to you by IT Labs. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This episode of CTO Confessions is brought to you by the one and only IT Labs, providing technology leaders with purpose-driven development teams for high performance, innovation, and productivity. What more could you want? Please think of us like Tech Leader's favourite off-the-shelf service, providing high-quality, high-performing teams off that shelf. And your host today is me, TC Gill, IT Labs Chief Talking Officer, and I'm speaking from London, UK. And in this episode, we're going to be talking to a leader who's creating a solution for what I see as address poverty. Did you know that 4 billion people in this day and age have no address? How shocking. And just imagine the impact of that. Well, Emra Turun, our guest, the CTO of UNL Global, is going to tell us about the solution they're creating and how he leads. So let's not delay. Let's get Emra on stage to share his knowledge and story about the solution he and his team are creating. Welcome, Emra. Welcome to CTO Confessions podcast. It's a great pleasure to be here, TC. Thank you for inviting me. So tell the audience about yourself. Who are you and what do you do, sir? Yeah, sure. Uh, I work as a CTO in a company called uh, UNL Global. Uh, where we are trying to solve the location-based uh, infrastructure problem that we, we we have right now in the world. In the world. I mean, that's pretty fantastic. We'll come to that. We'll dig a little bit deep into that very shortly. But in terms of yourself as the tech leader, what's your journey been like from, from being a techie, as you've mentioned uh, off podcast, to where you are now? So I have a kind of different story, to be honest, uh, TC. Uh, I've been always actually a leader but uh, I have uh, the walking disability that I learned in the elementary school when my, my teacher told me, Emre, you cannot be a football player. And <laughs> then I had to figure out something else and I become techie. Yeah, wow, that's fantastic. So in terms of your company then, I'm, I'm really kind of curious about this company that you've kind of started around uh, creating locations and, and mapping uh, addresses. Exactly. So what we do actually, basically, we just uh, convert two-dimensional coordinate system to one-dimensional grid system just to be able to give a proper IDs uh, to the location so that we can program them or maybe even use as an address. Because, you know, TC, there are 4 billion people in the world that they don't have address and they cannot be part of the economy. Yeah, I mean that's a huge number. Um, I think I think you quoted before. So that's seventy five percent of the world. Yeah, it's it's huge. It's huge. I mean, obviously, that that's not, for example, let's say for example, countries in Europe and what have you. This is kind of uh, other developing countries. Yes, exactly, exactly. In 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 West world, if you will, uh, we have relatively good addressing system, right? At least our, our Amazon uh, delivery. Possible. It, 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 they can find our houses, yes. even though sometimes it's not possible. <laughs> but it's not the same case rest of the world. Yeah, there are actually very sad stories about that. So when you say sad stories, you mean people are left kind of they have a, an address poverty of some sort. They can't have things sent to them. Yeah. For example, we were talking uh, with this guy who's from uh, Syria, and he said uh, babies cannot have a passport because they don't have an address. Wow. So it's a huge deal. And that's what we are trying to solve. Brilliant. I mean, yeah, we take it for granted. I, I didn't even realize this was an issue, but obviously it is. Um, and so in terms of 
you know, your company solving this and, and creating the kind of infrastructure? Are you kind of um, collaborating with any kind of organizations or kind of uh, governmental um, or even the UN to kind of help solve this? Yes, exactly. So uh, we partnered with uh, Here Maps. And the Here Maps, actually, actually, you know them as Nokia. Ah. So Here Maps is the second second biggest uh, mapping company in the future. We partner with them, and also uh, with the SG Innovate from the Singapore government. And uh, so we are we are trying to solve this problem together. Wow, that's pretty impressive stuff. And. Um... So I, I guess this is a bit of a mute question coming back to you yourself. Um, I mean, what's the, what's your passion? What gets you up out of bed in the morning and like kind of come on, bring the world on, you know, what 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 drives you? Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, actually, maybe maybe it's, it's going to be silly. It sounds silly when you explain these kind of things. But uh, my my passion, especially in my current role, that creating an environment for the people where they can be creative and happy about what they do, especially for the technical ones. Right. Because uh, I experienced lack of leadership in my whole career, and I've been head zone engineer more than 14 years. And so my main motivation is to, is to solve this. I love it. And create a mean, like a purpose at work. Yeah, I love that. That's a that's a very kind of noble cause. So, um, you know, I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, so in terms of your kind of company setting up this solution, this much needed solution, I mean, what's the kind of technolo- technical challenges you have around developing this? Yeah, uh, so the, as you can imagine, it's a very uh, complex system because the creating an infrastructure is not easy and it takes so much time. So... And therefore, we have to create everything from scratch. And there are many, many uh, the problems, for example. So that's why we have to be very, very flexible. And at the same time, we make sure we don't break the current function. Mm. So it, it, is a, it was a huge problem, but we believe we kind of solved this. And we are happy that the, the, the progress we are, we are making right now. But I can say that we, we don't use any um, any platform. We, we we do everything from scratch. Okay. And we use completely different uh, tech stacks as well. Brilliant. That's that's pretty good. Um, so it's completely in house. You're developing this completely in house. That's uh, that's quite a it's, exactly. quite it's quite a big project. And as, so in terms of your partners that you're working with, um, is there kind of uh, APIs or, or something that you kind of create between yourselves so that you can kind of um, create kind of cross-functionality with what they provide or yes of course of course for example uh, creating uh, map files for example that the uh, the map that you see when you go to map uh, map.google.com uh, or uh, google Apple maps at uh, these tiles we, we don't have this data so that's why we partnered with here maps we fetch their map files to show uh, the locations uh, on the browser or the uh, or, or the mobile application brilliant yeah i like it I, I love the idea of not reinventing the entire wheel you know invent the bits that you want to add value to you know kind of thing and also let's be honest like as i said creating something big it takes time and you need to be um, like sort of creative or flexible that the, there is a transition moment, right? That you cannot create everything 
the first day. Yeah. So we have to take this approach and step by step create our own solution. Brilliant. Love it. And um, so in terms of, uh, you know, the, the I can imagine there's lots of data in, in what you're creating here. There's um, you're swimming in data. In fact, I think most companies are swimming in data, but I can imagine the amount of data that you have is even more so. Are you using any kind of technologies uh, or approaches to kind of process and crunch that that data, uh, such as AI or ML, machine learning? It's a, it's a great question, actually. The right now, uh, as we talk, TC, uh, I said I have a computer science background, right? So the most important thing in my opinion, in technology field is, is especially in software, is the data structure, right? And the algorithm that you are creating on top of this. So the way that we create this new infrastructure, the completely different data structure, we believe, and it is our ultimate goal, we can create self-healing maps. What I mean by that, we don't need to update or people don't need to update the maps manually. For example, there are thousands of people at Google Maps working manually updating the maps all over the world. Mm. And we believe with the right data structure, we can automate this. But this is our ultimate goal. Wow, I love that. Self-healing maps. I mean, that is pretty cool sound, to be honest, you know. Yeah, there, there are many, many data in the world. Like the, all your car generating millions of data, your phone generating millions of data, and we are resting this data. And we just use this data to manipulate you. Mm. We can do better. Yeah, I like that. Yes, it's. Um, I love that. It's a, it's a great use case. In fact, this is something that's come up a few times with the various CTO confessions that we've conducted around AI, AI and, and, and machine learning is, is that, and, I mean, there are kind of lots of misuse cases around it, but this sounds like a great one to actually kind of solve a, a big problem. And I, and I love the idea of, um, you know, the data being processed automatically and then updating, uh, presenting the information as, as we need it. So, so coming on back to your kind of leadership, uh, you as a kind of tech leader. Um, I mean, what, what is, what's your kind of leadership style like? What, how do you lead your people? Hmm. Yeah, I guess I would say inspiring. Uh, not, not the one, probably not the coaching or the showing the right way, but I would definitely say inspiring. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. And in terms of that inspiring, is, I mean, is that a vision for what you're trying to solve or is it... Is the combination, I believe, is the vision and motivating the people, right? So if you give enough freedom and if you tunnel the vision all the time, it's not a one-man show. Mm. You need to solve as a team. So if people feel part of bigger tribe, if you will, mm. like if if we if we have the one goal altogether, it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Yes. So this this. this my way of leadership i would say brilliant i love that and and in terms of maintaining that vision because obviously some a vision can be created um you know and documented and filed away into the thing how do you how do you kind of go about making sure that your teams are always realigning to to that vision do you have a particular approach there yeah keep repeating yeah repeating is the only way to stay aligned because the, it was actually very strange uh, when I was, when I started working uh, as a professional developer, uh, 
I was always very surprised that that people, like many people don't know what they are doing or why they are doing. Mm. And then I realized that. But but if you ask the leaders, they're gonna say, yeah, I I told them many times. Probably they did, but many times it's not enough. Mm. We need to keep repeating it. We cannot assume people are on the same page with us. Yes. It's, I like that assumption, actually. People are not on the same page as us, so we have to kind of keep working at it. I, I almost jokingly, I had this image of, a, you know, one of these you know, parrots that repeat, you know, what you've said, you know, kind of in, in the corner, it might be worth getting a, a parrot to, to kind of slowly learns what you're repeating and eventually just starts repeating it regardless, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You need to repeat it. Uh, that's the, at least for me, that's the only way, but maybe there are other ways. And yeah. That's great. And, um, and in terms of um, yourself as a, as a tech leader, um, I can imagine, you know, that leadership is always changing. It's always evolving. I mean, how do you kind of keep uh, keep your edge sharp, if I may kind of use the, sh- the knife, the sword analogy? How do you kind of sharpen yourself as a, as a tech leader and keep evolving? Yeah, uh, it's kind of not easy, right? There is no easy uh, answer for you. I'm sorry, TC. That's okay. <laughs> but uh, the, the, thing is, uh, the thing is, you need to be ready for the harsh feedbacks. And you need to look for this. I believe, mm. desperately, not only from your peers, not only from your managers, but also from your direct reports. They're going to tell you if you are doing a bad job. I hope they're going to tell you. And you need to make sure that they can say these kind of things to your face. Yes. You need to take this and reflect on it and improve, I believe, is the most important thing uh, to improve as a leader. Yeah, it, it's, it's like a mirror. Yeah, I, th- I think um, you, you kind of speak into the kind of five dysfunctions, which is the first layer is trust. People being trusted and, and feeling safe enough to create a conflict, um, a, a constructive conflict around a disagreement, you know? So, I mean, it's great. Yeah. And, and in terms of learning that, is that something that you've always had or is that something you've had to learn? Uh, no, no, no. I really like to read uh, different disciplines. Uh, for example, uh, a bit, maybe it's going to sound a bit cheesy, but the, the book that really inspired me when I was young and changed my view of how to lead or communicate people from the Dale Carnegie. Oh yes, uh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you know he's a very famous uh, public speaker from 1940s, I believe. From, yeah. yeah, and so. It shows me that it's not all about you. Yeah. Actually, it's not about you at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the first thing I, I really like. And as I said, I, I really like to read uh, different disciplines. For example, uh, psychology is, I, I, I really like to read, but mm-hmm. also the history, that yeah. there are many, many hidden things that you can learn and apply Yes. In your daily life or your professional life. Yes. It's lessons from other arenas. You know, it's uh, that's, that's quite quite an important thing. It's a, a same, uh, similar here. You know, it's amazing where you do find insights, totally unrelated areas, but they relate to what matters to you. There are many, many examples, actually, about that, right? 
So the, for example, network topology that we are using in, in, in computer system is not invented by computer scientists, mm. right? For example, it's, like, there are many, many different, uh, the, or for example, the scrum methodologies, like, or the, the, the Kanban methodologies that we are using is, it's been developed by Toyota, mm. Toyota in hundred years ago. Wow. Yeah, that's fascinating. I didn't know that actually. I didn't know that, so that's quite a new one on me. But yeah, that's, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a bit of Wikipedia after this and and have a bit of a kind of a, a learning around this kind of area because this is where uh, you know you 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 think things were worked out quite recently, but this wisdom has been around for many many years. Um, so from so coming from your leadership to your uh, creating high performing teams through your leadership. Yeah. I mean, what, what's your strategy around, uh, first of all, creating teams? How do you hire the right people? Yeah, it's, it's very important, right? So it depends on the product or de depends on the company that you are working on, the problem that you are solving. And for now, for us at, at UNL, the most important thing for us is the knowing fundamentals of computer science. What I mean computer science is like a, the person needs to know the data structure the person needs to know how the algorithm works and how to solve the problems okay these are kind of the default ones right mm. and also the diversity in the team is super important to be creative if everybody talks or speaks speak the same thing there won't be any creativity or that there won't be any different idea yeah i believe and the, the last thing that we really, really uh, uh, be careful or to, uh, uh, for for the candidates that not there if like if they are asking the right questions rather than giving the right answers because if I believe if I can ask the right question I already solve half of the problem mm. because. There are more than one solution to a one problem. So you need to ask tough questions. So that's yeah. the first thing we, we really uh, yes. uh, try to, uh, uh, yeah. It, it's, um, there's a, uh, in fact, that kind of touches on a book, which I is in this great library behind me. I don't think the audience can see it because we're not using the video, but um, <laughs> I, I, there's a book called um, The Answer is in the Question, you know? and yeah and it's finding that right question getting you know provoking the right train of thought to to find the solution i love that uh, yeah exactly so for, for example uh, i was reading the Elon Musk book like by the way if you want to be depressed about yourself please read your Elon Musk <laughs> because you <laughs> you feel you feel very stupid at least i, I felt very very yeah. stupid that I, I was like why why i'm working <laughs> so no, he he's also he is also suggesting the same thing like that you need to write to ask the right questions <laughs> yeah. not not to give the right answer all the time yes i love that excellent and um and so in so, so in terms of hiring you you mentioned about hiring the right people uh leading uh so during the COVID nineteen, right? This is a this is a big problem that we've all experienced, uh, all experiencing. So if anyone's in the future listening to this, we are during we are in the midst of the COVID pandemic right now. Um, how have you found uh, leading your remote teams? Uh, actually, in the beginning, it was kind of not hard but different, right? And we needed to digest for at least three weeks or something. But after that, it become 
natural to us, to be honest. Maybe we were lucky. We didn't do any, anything specific, to be honest, uh, TC. Uh, we didn't change anything in our uh, development process, the way that we develop or the way that we work. It become natural, like because maybe because we have also insourcing part and also uh, in-house part, yeah. and we were always uh, handling all the meetings online. So for us, it was very easy. Maybe we were fortunate. Yes. So, yeah. Oh, that's good. So this kind of brings me on to kind of follow-on question around teams and remoteness. Um, a lot of companies, tech companies, tech leaders take on outsourcing. You know, they kind of outsource some of their kind of teams externally i know this is something that i've experienced in companies i've worked for um how have you found leading do you have any external outsource companies that you work with yes yes we do almost half of our development teams are also yeah and and how do you find that do, do you find that quite cost effective or um what would your your advice to other tech leaders around that from your experience yeah, it is cost effective, of course, but uh, I believe it is important to know that they, if you want to create a high effective or productive uh, software development teams, also the outsourcing people needs to feel part of the tribe. You cannot separate them. Mm. They, they shouldn't feel the difference. So the way that we do we always make them feel part of our company and we have one-on-one -on -one sessions but we we are doing the one-on-one -on -one sessions with uh, with both people because it's 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 one team and we are together on this so it is important to know that they are not just sitting somewhere outside that you don't see and you just assign task and they do yeah. No, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Yes, that's that's. I'm glad you said that because uh, I uh, many years back when I was a young whippersnapper, um, I, I uh, mm -hmm. being a software engineer, you know, we were treated sometimes as just kind of code monkeys. You know, I I I, I hate it, man. I I really hate it. Like it was my like maybe I'm a bit rebel, if you will. Like for example, I was working those big companies, the corporate companies, right. The way that, especially the managers or uh, the other other disciplines in the in the company, yeah, developers can sit there. Developers can do this. Ah, they are developers. Ah, these are developers. Yeah, yeah, all the same. Yeah, we're people. You know, we're yeah, people. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's great. That's a very human centric approach to it, and I and I love that. Um, so um, this kind of comes on to a kind of strange question, and. Um, uh, but I'm always intrigued, you know, because I imagine being a, a technology leader, a tech leader is quite stressful. Um, I mean, literally, uh, technology leaders within organizations are defining the direction of companies. We're all embedded into the digital fabric of the world. So what keeps you up at night? What what does what affects you in terms of getting a good night's sleep? You see, I, I actually I can sleep very well. So, <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so, so yeah, so, nothing to be honest. So what? What? So what's the tip then? What makes you? What? What causes you not to have to worry at night? I cannot say on the record, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's good. So, uh, that's the, so this, that's the first answer I've had of that on this question. So that's good. That's good. I love it. Thank you for that. Um, so coming on to books, you've mentioned a few books that you love. You know, so yeah. what, what in terms of the tech leaders out there, what books would you say 
these are the ones you need to read you know this is this has really made a difference for me yeah 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 for me i i always wanted to be a person that knows what is talking about and i really didn't like uh, my my leaders or my my managers like i work with the ctos that though they don't know what they're talking about at all mm. so that's why please know your stuff <laughs> know know how the data structure works know how the algorithms work so first of all it's maybe it's cheesy but please read the if you are uh, leading as a uh, high tech teams please read the introduction to algorithms yes okay it is it is important to know the basics yes yeah and it, on on top of this but but also i i learned a lot from the book it's called phoenix projects i'm sure that you know uh, gene kim is uh, uh, the author yeah. um is 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 actually an, a novel uh that talks about the technical uh, technology company that transition how they did the transition but you're going to see very very familiar familiar people in that book I'm the, sure yes the, the phoenix project was that F- phoenix project yes yes, yes. I, I think it's one i started reading while i was commuting to london on the tube i'd read it on my kind of phone but i don't think i ever finished it so maybe i'll need to go back to that um so um any other books are there any other books that you think uh would be good for leaders out there Yeah I believe everyone in the world should read also Thinking Fast and Snow by uh, Slow by Daniel Kahneman. Yes, that is a good uh, one. It's fascinating. I guess is the bug of the humanity. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I'll we'll add that to our Kanban board of humanity to get fixed, you know, it's that high priority yeah. bug. Uh yes, I agree. It's a fascinating book <laughs> and I have the, I have listened to that on audiobook so I, again, I, I think that's kind of provoked me to kind of listen to that again. Um and it's it's a great kind of reflecting point of how sometimes it, even as as leaders and as kind of uh, developers, uh you know, we, we, how our thinking affects us so much and how we by bringing awareness to it we can change that, you know. Yeah, exactly, but also can you imagine that book got a novel on economy so it, it it tells many many things yeah how is possible that that book can get a novel on completely different field mm. so that's the that's the source so yeah, yeah I, i always find it fascinating that's great so in terms of other leaders out there who are aspiring to become tech leaders like yourself what would your advice to them be what what's the lesson what's the biggest lesson or lessons you've learned that that would uh, help them on their way yeah i guess a couple of things uh the first of all uh you need i, I had to learn how to listen uh you yeah I, I you need to understand what what kind of things people need and you need to serve in that way if you don't know what kind of thing they they need uh, yeah it's, it's not going to work that, that that that's that's the first thing i i would definitely uh, suggest that focus to people trust them in the end it's going to be okay yeah everything is going to be okay yeah i like that it's great and and i i kind of sense from yourself as a your kind of approach is is quite kind of relaxed you're not letting things kind of get to you too much you know it's maybe this is why you sleep well at night you know kind of thing you just you just you don't let things get to you you know everything's going to be good yeah yeah probably people know me very very well would be against this uh this statement <laughs> uh, 
But I try to I I try to be be relaxed and uh, I try to make not people stress. Yes. Uh, about work, about life. Yeah, everybody has their different problems and everybody has different problem in their life and uh, and our job to make it easier, not more complex. Yes. That's great. I like that. It's a great great statement to kind of aspire to. And and so I'm going to pretend now be to be a tech genie, okay? And I'm going to grant you a okay. wish. Uh, what would your wish be for your teams, your leadership, or your business, or um, or something that matters to you? Uh, for for the tech genie or the like general tech tech genie. I'm the tech genie. <laughs> <laughs> you are the tech genie, and yeah, as I said, I believe it's the most important thing to know that uh, the, the soft skills and yeah, try to understand people better, listen them, and keep updated and try try many things as much as possible, run experiments. And like, sometimes you're going to feel there is no progress. I promise if you stay consistent and keep learning, yeah, it's going to happen. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. Yeah. Love that. So um, just as we're kind of coming towards the end of our time together, I just want to come back to your company um, do, doing the, um, you know, the, the kind of, uh, you know, the, the addressing. Um, I mean, is there kind of any foreseen, uh, you know, uh, rollouts or any kind of launches, or is it already been launched in certain countries? Uh, it's it's kind of private beta right now. We are testing, so uh, there is no a real um, end user based uh, product at this moment, unfortunately, and we are yeah, it's not ready that much yet. Mm. So yeah. I hope it's going to happen end of this year. Brilliant. And, and I imagine one of the things I found quite interesting, particularly when we travel back to uh, my mom and dad's kind of homeland, which is India, um, how countries which are developing are now uh, implementing infrastructure, which is much better than we have in the West because they have no legacy. It's just literally the newest. Yeah. Um, I can imagine the addressing system that you're kind of creating is something that maybe we'll adopt because you know, ours is very higgledy-piddledy, you know, uh, you know, um, and, and sometimes when you do get addresses, the, you know, the maps don't tend to relate to where the actual address is. So I wonder if they, there will be an adoption uh, back from these kind of developing countries back to more developed countries. I, I, I hope, I hope it's going to happen because yeah, everybody needs an address, obviously, and I hope it's going to happen to you soon. Brilliant. And we will be, we will be working for that. Excellent. That's good to hear. And so as, as we kind of come to the end of our time together, what's your kind of key takeaway uh, that you'd like to offer the tech leader, women and men out there? What what would the, your gift be? Yeah, nothing so fancy, to be honest. Uh, just really, honestly, focus to the people and trust them. As I said, in the end, it's going to be all right. And take care of yourself. Brilliant. Thank you for your time, sir. It's been wonderful speaking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me again. Well, that was a nice, relaxed, enlightening conversation. Emra's human-centric leadership style really resonates with me. For me, actually, one of the biggest shocks was how many people don't have an address. Address poverty is like a handbrake for all kinds of development. I'm really curious as whether this system that UNL is creating will come back to bless more developed nations as well. It will certainly help get things to the right location sooner and in more specific locations. Anyway, my key takeaways from the podcast were as follows. 
Firstly, making sure external outsourced teams are made to feel at home, i.e. invited into the fold of the company. I like this, and I can really see the return on investment by going about things this way. If people feel like they're part of the team, they behave like they're part of the team. Secondly, my second key takeaway is using data to create self-healing maps. I love this, and using data to kind of repair maps on the fly seems like a really smart thing to do. Thirdly and finally, the importance of reading the book Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. It raises awareness around a big bug that all of humanity has. Knowing this will serve your leadership immensely. So thank you again, Amra. Thank you for your time. It was great having you on CTO Confessions and I look forward to seeing this addressing system coming live and being used and changing people's lives. Thank you again. And before I go, remember to subscribe to CTO Confessions podcast and IT Labs newsletter. URLs for this can be found on this page. We're consistently creating material to create, support and nurture a community of tech leaders. And of course, if you want to know more about our services at IT Labs, including our Teams as a Service service, please don't hesitate to get in touch. As mentioned in the intro, please think of us like tech leaders, favourite off-the-shelf service, providing quality, high-performing teams off that shelf with a wide breadth of skill and knowledge. That's all, folks. Look after each other and keep safe. Wishing you all a great day or evening wherever you are in the world from all of us at IT Labs. Live long and prosper until we meet again on the next podcast.